you have to actually make people skip your ad, which is a bit counterintuitive, but you actually don't want everyone to watch your YouTube ad. You actually want the wrong customers to actively skip the ad and to give the algorithm more options and more data to find the right customers. Welcome to the High Voltage Business Builders Podcast, a show where we interview high voltage entrepreneurs growing and scaling through e-commerce, real estate, and other Wealth Without Wall Street ventures, showing you the path to making your first or next million. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the High Voltage Business Builders Podcast. I've got a really cool guest today. I had a really great conversation with him in the green room prior to setting up this call. So I'm excited to talk today about YouTube ads specifically for e-commerce with some tips, traffic strategies, maybe keyword, maybe search, maybe display, uh, definitely YouTube and what all of that could mean to your e-commerce business after you listen to this call. So thanks for joining me today, Christian. And should I call you Christian or Chris or... Christopher Chris or is fine. Chris, Chris is fine. Or, okay. Or hey dude, or whatever I should call you. <laughs> All right, we'll go with Chris. <laughs> how's your how's the life on your world today, my man? Yeah, thanks for having me. Very exciting to speak about. Things are good today. with you? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So fill me in on the details. Start me out with something. Hit me with something actionable that even I could take away today and maybe go do some YouTube ads. Yeah, cool. I mean, we've been experimenting with YouTube ads for the last four years and we first burned $100,000 working with the Google specialists and trying to run YouTube ads with the best practice. And then we managed to scale it uh, to 600,000 a month at ROAS 1.9. And so we figured out uh, two things to start with the secrets right away is that you have to nail the creative, which is not as obvious as it seems. And uh, also the media buying is still a bit more manual than many things. So there's a few things, but if there's one gold nugget I would just throw out there is that you have to actually make people skip your ad, which is a bit counterintuitive, but you actually don't want everyone to watch your YouTube ad. You actually want the wrong customers, so to speak, to actively skip the ad and to give the algorithm more, more options and more data to find the right customers to actually then Interesting. All right. So there's... You just unpacked a whole lot of things. So let me try yeah, to back yeah. up. We're just <laughs> crazy. <laughs> I want to start asking questions about everything you just said, if I can remember it all. Well, first up, do I have to burn $100,000 to learn to do what you just did? I hope not. Uh, I hope we'll can discuss a few things so everyone who listens can save that money. Okay. So on that topic for a second, in terms of the finances, what should I look at? What's a realistic turn on maybe someone who's new with a new e-commerce brand who maybe wants to yeah. test that and somebody who's an established e-commerce brand who wants to test yeah. it. Let's go after those kind of two avatars for a sec here. Sure. I think you can always start with around 10K if you want a number. It always depends yeah. how your AOV is. Obviously, if you have a very high AOV ticket and product, then it will be take more conversions. So it might be a bit more, but okay. usually you can start in e-commerce with around 10,000 media spend budget, which is very reasonable. And would that be 10K for someone who's brand new and establishing a brand and launching products? Or would that be somebody 10K for somebody with an established brand history, maybe six, yeah. seven, eight figures in sales? Yeah. Uh, is it 10K for each of those people? Or is it, well, tell me yeah. which one I'm looking at. So this is usually where we say you can test and find out if YouTube works for you if you are more conservative about the budget. But if you say, okay, I want to make YouTube work, I can definitely invest money, then you can also scale faster. So usually what we always ask is if you've been an established brand and if you had some learnings, then you can go broader and test a lot at the same time. If you're more conservative and you say, I don't want to spend too much money finding out, then we take some assumptions, right? We see what has worked already on another channel. We maybe narrow down the audience and, and the hooks a bit more and go first with what has been working on other channels. So this is kind of the approach. Either test more, a lot of things yeah. will not work, but you right. find out more or you a bit more conservative and 
go with the best performers. So really we're buying data at the beginning stages here to define yeah. our audience and help the algo define who our audience yeah. is as it dials in that conversation yeah. with our folks, right? So that may take whatever it's necessarily going to take. Should I expect any ROAS on that 10K to begin with? Or am I expecting yes. realistically a good amount of that will spend dialing in the conversions of my audience? Yes. No, we really see YouTube ads as a direct response channel. So we really uh, see that there is it is possible to have a direct return even in the beginning. Of course, you will, yeah. over the long run, you will optimize uh, your messages, your creatives, and also your landing page, your funnel. So you can, of course, increase that uh, performance later on. But usually in three to four weeks, you should be able to really see, okay, does YouTube work for me or not? So around 1.9, you mentioned earlier, is a possibility of target for just doing simple math. If I put in 10K, I should expect to get back 11,900. So I make back the money I spent plus an additional roughly 19 to 200,000 to $2,000 roughly if I should yeah, exactly. get targeted audience conversions and things. Well, yeah, it was 1.9. So it would mean if you put in 10K, then you would get 19K back in that case. So we've had it scale, but of course there's, there was depends on the product and on the funnel. But yeah, that's definitely possible. Excellent. So that's what we consider to be top of the funnel sales, right? First in, first sale, first acquisition of customer before any follow-up metrics, yeah. emailing or any other opportunities yeah. are placed on that, right? Yeah. Okay. That's a solid win. I mean, if you're growing a brand and starting out, let's say if you spent 10K, and you made, made 10K in sales, you've basically dialed an audience in an avatar. Now it's your job to really figure out how to optimize that into profitability. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, definitely. I, I think YouTube can be profitable at first purchase as well. We always say like yeah. if another channel works already, for example, Meta, then YouTube can also expand your audience. You can tap into new audiences. Okay. And yeah, if nothing worked, right, if you tried everything and nothing worked, then probably the there's something else that first needs to be fixed. Maybe it's okay. product or maybe it's in general messaging positioning before okay. before you should start. Yeah. Okay. So in your mind, are you driving that to like a Shopify website, WooCommerce traffic? Or are you also sending people to Amazon storefronts or Amazon listings or other thing too? Are you runnable channels? It actually works to also drive offline conversions. It's way harder to to measure that. So everywhere we don't have uh, direct uh, conversion measurements, also on Amazon, I see. it's very hard to measure the, the real impact. But yeah, we've we've done that as well. Of course, the, the best way to measure is if you drive it to Shopify or D2C website, yeah. Yeah. One of the strategies I was thinking of, and I haven't actually done this yet, and you tell me if I'm like, if this is a dumb idea or not, was I know there's ability to do TV-based ads through mm -hmm. Google, YouTube, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah. It would be to, I see quite a few of these QR codes or keyword codes or mm. like the old days in my school, old school was Amazon could be used like a keyword targeting like yeah. AOL keyword, my brand name or AOL keyword dish soap. <laughs> do you see those working? Do you guys test those out at all? And do you, do you see that measurement working for Amazon sellers? Actually, not. we don't really work with QR codes. We haven't tested it out. I mean, it could be an yeah. interesting thought how you can implement that. So mostly we drive traffic and then we ask customers also, how did you hear about us? Which I always think is the fairest or the most unbiased um, yeah. way, right? Because you you don't depend on a tracking and overinflated numbers, but Understood. you just really ask, how do you hear about us? And if the, the people say, okay, customers say, we've heard about you from a YouTube ad, then yeah. most likely going to be YouTube ad. I found the strategy that doing more targeted keywords for like search terms mm -hmm. related to SEO related keywords yeah. in the ad to send them to Amazon really mm -hmm. helps you know, boost the conversions on Amazon. It's sort of measurable by yeah. kind of a, well, it's disparate because you can't track an actual conversion metric on Amazon's listings, True. which you can track True. is a referral metric from their brand referral links. So you could run a YouTube ad brand referral link and at least get a good idea of money in, money out 
for your That's test campaigns. And of course, organic searches, which means that we target keywords we know mm. are highly relevant for our Amazon yeah. listing and then place them into the keyword term search for the ads and on Google to ensure there's more one-to-one -one relevant compliance for those, for people searching for baby diapers or whatever. <laughs> right? Interesting. Interesting um, so for existing sellers, then you're looking at predominantly, it sounds like Shopify or e-commerce traffic going from Google, YouTube to a Shopify store. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, that, that's the easiest way to measure. But of course, you're always going to drive uh, sales across platforms, right? It's sure. just harder to measure. That's right. Yeah, we see a lot of spillover. Traffic from yeah. Facebook, Google, Absolutely. TikTok, et cetera, spills over to Amazon. We have a number yeah. of clients we're helping with right now because their spillover is anywhere between 10 to 20% of traffic Crazy. pulled in from these metrics are hitting Amazon. Yeah. And so their goal, of course, is to scoop that up and get as much of that traffic for their Amazon because it lifts the brand there, of course, and resonates with that channel. And there is a noticeable metric between paid traffic and, and the response to to Amazon yeah. that is that is impactful, especially for highly competitive brands or brands and niches that are highly competitive, electronics and supplements and home and gear and this kind of stuff that can be highly. So if I'm an existing seller and I'm Boeing, is that, that 10K idea, we're still kind of taking that thing forward here. What would I kind of expect to see and what would I do if I'm an existing seller, existing brand, I've got to stop Shopify store mm. stood up, but I haven't been playing with Google ads. What would you tell somebody like that? I mean, Google ads is, is very broad, right? And what we found is that most agencies come from the search and shopping, and mm -hmm. that's a very different channel than paid ads, uh, paid social, for example. So one is like pool marketing, people search for it. And then you show up and the other one is actually speaking about the creative. So for YouTube ads, as mentioned, yeah. the creative plays a huge role. And that's also why nothing against Google ads agencies or teams, they're really good at what they do, but often that would actually better fit almost in paid social part YouTube because of okay. the creative part. And uh, so that's why we found there's always a disconnect sometimes between these two channels and often advertisers just set up performance marks and so on. And this is just a black box. You never know what you really get. So there's a lot of brand traffic there and it's kind of a soup, a cream soup. You can put a lot of vegetables in there. Um, some are good, some are not so good. And then you have a cream soup. It looks nice, it tastes nice, but you don't know what would be in there, right? And so that's kind of what I see performance marks. And so there's, it's always a bit tricky, but if you run Google ads, perfect, run search and shopping ads. I mean, why not uh, do, do that? It's low hanging fruits. To really scale with YouTube ads, you really have to think about the creative and get that right. Let's break into that for just a second, because creative obviously is extremely important for product yeah. or service or whatever you're doing. What do you, and I had the uh, founder of Intense Pro on here, who's a user-generated content platform. You might know about Intense Pro. If not, guys, go check it out. It's one of the other podcasts where I interviewed him to talk about user-generated content and its importance and, and its impact today, because 80% of sales influence is now coming off of videos, right? So with YouTube videos and stuff, are you seeing homemade organic videos doing well? Are you seeing the UGC creatives doing well? If I'm going to put up an ad for my product, what's the best kind of creative metric I should go after to really see faster results? Yeah. So the, the interesting thing is we've done shootings for creative productions for 50,000 and we've done basically for 500. So interestingly, this, the cheaper ones perform better. And that's also because YouTube is not, is everyone wants native content. And if you have a kind of a TV production, a TV commercial that you put on YouTube, immediately users know, viewers know that's an ad. So they're going to skip it. As you said, user generated content is very important. So yeah, user-generated content can perform really well. What also works really well, interestingly, is AI voiceovers. Sometimes it's really hard to recognize that it's not a real person, but actually AI voiceover and then just using existing footage or existing material that okay. brands have from products and, yeah. But you asked, you said something earlier, I'm going to go back to this. You tapped into it just a little bit. So let's pull it back out. And that was, 
related to getting people to skip the content. Yeah. So if I'm True. creating that $500 video, yes. or maybe I'm doing it myself to some degree, what am I going to say right out of the gate to make that a reality so that I can help train that algorithm to the right people yeah. and away from the wrong ones? That's a good point. And it's very tricky to do that. So let's say you want to address the problem, right? For example, if it's you struggle to sleep at night, then great. That's important, right? To address this kind of question, a problem that people have. But you could be now selling a supplement. You could be selling, I don't know, a mattress or yeah. a pillow, or you could be selling, I don't know, a sleep tracking device. So some people might not be open for supplements, for example, or they had bad experience, so they would not be open for that. So it's not only important to state the problem, but also what is the solution, how you can help them. And then okay. those people that, that have these objections, I'm not going to take supplements, ah, but actually it's a sleep tracking device. I haven't tried that. Maybe this really helps yeah. me. Then they continue watching. And the ideal length is around one and a half to three minutes. So you can put really a lot of content in there and you can pre-qualify people and viewers are not, don't have to click, right? They can keep watching. You, you just have to mm -hmm. make them watch a bit more then. And they don't have to click and wait for two seconds until another page loads. So when, once okay. they come, once they click and they come to your website, then they're really ready to purchase because they've seen a lot of material and a lot of objection handling in the video. Okay. Very smart. I like that. So I would say something to the effect, if I had a sleep supplement or a sleep product, I would say something to the effect of if you're sleeping really well, you're, so you're, you don't wake up at night worried about life or you don't wake up wondering what I'm going to do tomorrow or you're just stressful or whatever, then skip this ad. Yeah, uh, because this could is be. Yeah, game, exactly. Right? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Okay. I can play with that. That's fun. So in essence, how long, if they don't skip the ad, is that, um, is there a metric tied to that? Like, is there something that Google does at that point, say they watch that first and, and how many minutes is it before the skip ad shows mm -hmm. up or seconds is it actually yeah, before so the skip ad? That's a good question. So it's, it's five seconds. So really competing okay. with the skip, with the thump basically, because uh, as soon as okay. you know people go there, they want to watch an, an, a video and then this ad comes up. So they have to wait five seconds, but everyone waits with the thump to just the skip button to arrive and then click on it. So you really have yeah. to nail it in the first five seconds. And then it's, uh, before it was that you paid after 30 seconds for view, but Google changed that. So now uh, you basically don't pay no matter if it's uh, 30 seconds or not. So there's the view counts from 30 seconds, but you just pay on okay. a CPM basis. Yeah. So, so I got five seconds to grab their attention, which means I need yeah. a really smart five second hook exactly. to test. Yeah which probably is the biggest thing you test exactly. on this to get yes, past that correct. skip button, right? Yes. Okay. And then the first 30 seconds is really, I have to hit, I've got to hit the meat of my value benefits Yeah. yeah. in that 30 seconds. If I do a good job, you're saying that I don't pay for that ad if someone watches up to 30 seconds of it. Is that what I heard you say? That was in the past. So now you pay anyway. Okay. So you pay on a Oh, no, you pay anyways. Oh, you pay anyways. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> Google, Google. I guess it worked too well. <laughs> it worked too well, exactly. So you could really trick the algorithm. But now you just have to really, that's why it's so important to make the wrong people skip that the algorithm will show it more to the people that don't skip in the end. And okay. then you're just targeting on a broad basis. You're yeah. getting more to customers that or potential customers that will be, yeah, of high value. Yeah. But the real metric there, if, if memory serves me correctly, in my experience is the mm -hmm. CPM metrics, what you're really shooting for. What kind of What's a good and bad CPM metric? If I'm doing this right, my hook is five seconds and nails mm -hmm. it. They watch up to that first 30 seconds and they're really engaged. What would I expect a CPM to kind of look like that yeah. cost per thousand impressions? So the CPM can vary a lot, unfortunately. Uh, there's not no simple answer depending on the industry. There are certain industries like finance and so on. They are super expensive and there are other industries yeah. that are cheaper. So what we really try to do is, of course, make it work on a return on ad spend. So again, like for e-commerce, usually return ad spend of 1.5 to 2 is usually profitable or something where e-commerce would say, okay, that makes sense. Otherwise, I would suggest I think about your unit economics, but in that range, and that's very doable on YouTube. You want me to, I'm going to put you on the spot for a second. Ready for this? It's a challenge. 
Okay. So if I turn this into a YouTube ad for yeah. your podcast, yeah. what's your five second hook? I'm putting you on the spot. For your podcast, for promoting well, your for podcast? This, yeah, for you. I'm challenging you. <laughs> I would say YouTube ads outperform meta ads every single time. Could be a hook. That was, That's for cool. example, the hook that, that got me hooked into YouTube ads. So I've, yeah. I, how I started in with YouTube ads was that we've been in the D2C and I had to scale this because of all the VC pressure. It was never enough, as you can imagine. And uh, so meta yeah. was just maximized. And then I saw this YouTube ad, which said uh, YouTube ads outperform uh, Facebook ads back then every single time. And I was like, dude, definitely not. I'm, I'm going to prove you wrong. But that kept me watching the video, clicking, and I just wanted to prove this guy wrong. And uh, yeah, then we yeah. found out, okay, actually, there's a system that can make it work. So, yeah, no, that's, I mean, sometimes marketing is just a matter of testing until you fail to figure out what works and what yeah. doesn't work, right? I mean, it's not a, yeah. it's not a perfected process. There are, of course, better ways to yeah. do things. There are even best practices. But as you have learned in the past, I followed Meta, which was Facebook before best practices. I followed TikTok mm -hmm. best practices to a degree. Yeah. And even then I just got banned from my TikTok account, even though they, even though they said your ad is rejected. And then they came back and reviewed it and was like, whoops, we're sorry. It's not rejected. They did that enough times that my mm -hmm. account got shut down and Crazy. I went through the whole you know, suspension process Crazy. and TikTok's like, well, we can't give you your ad about account back. And I'm like, yeah, really? I mean, it's not like I was on there lambroing with my cars and bikini clad women about how you can make a bajillion dollars in five minutes. But mm -hmm. apparently, apparently my direct marketing needs to need some work. <laughs> Interesting. Um, uh, yeah, but you mentioned a good point here, Neil, because so many are or were even uh, depending on one channel, right? And then when iOS updates yep. hit, then everyone was like, oops, we only have Facebook ads. What are we doing now? <laughs> so Right. Yeah. Now that all of a sudden it's going backwards, yeah. as I heard uh, earlier this week, right? So now they're trying to release that restriction. So to make the tracking a little bit interesting mm. rejoices, yay! Right as they launch threads at the time, literally yeah. we're recording this. Yeah, the new marketing thing for threads, which may turn into an ad revenue opportunity for them like it did Definitely. for Twitter, as they basically follow the masses, which is fun mm. to watch. I'm not particular. Are you going to get into threads at all and think it might have any value to what you're doing in the YouTube side? Or are you watching that at all? Or do you even care? Uh, of course, very curious. I, I think that's an interesting discussion because I've recently uh, seen Mr. Beast, which is also probably the most famous YouTuber, and the conversation that he had with Arnold Schwarzenegger, where he basically showed, Mr. Beast showed how he lost weight over the last years by lifting and just eating more healthy. Yeah. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger replied or reshared his tweet and said, hey, come to LA and we're going to live together. And I don't think that will happen on threads, to be honest, because these yeah. people like Arnold Schwarzenegger are not uh, active there. So that makes Twitter yet, a very unique yeah, platform. Yeah. So I'm curious what will happen here. Yeah, I'm like, hey, all the marketer people in my network are like, hey, we got to get on threads. And I, I'm, it's another, it's a 17th network I'm on at this point. I'm like, hey, you guys go over there and let me know because I'll get banned exactly. in like five minutes. So I'm just waiting <laughs> yeah. to see how long before it goes. How hard is it to get banned on AdWords uh, in YouTube videos, that, excuse me, YouTube videos that we're doing here and this type of thing? I mean, what would I have to do to get banned from Google YouTube ads? It is possible, of course, if you're, for example, selling products that are restricted, like alcohol or something, you would not be able to advertise. Okay. We've had uh, a client that had lingerie underwear that is you, you just have to show skin otherwise it's hard to promote it's mm. very tricky to do that and google also looks into not only the ads but also what is on the website so even if you make the ad somehow work if there's something on a landing page that doesn't work for them then so it's very hard to yeah. From a formatting perspective on the creative, because I understand how powerful this is and how much it needs to be tested really to, to figure out that audience conversation mm. and to, to dial in the numbers. What is the kind of creative format you guys have found, just maybe at a high level? We talked about the five second hook and we mm -hmm. understand the 30 second yeah. power of that. But what really is kind of the format? Is it face to face video, faceless videos, just the product? Like, what are you finding that someone might take away from this today and say, OK, if I mm -hmm. could just make a video like that, I could start testing this kind of framework. Yeah, that's a good question. So we kind of 
cross two things. We crossed content, which is like finding out what messaging is there that really works. And then we cross it with the creative format. So one messaging can be used in different creative formats. So there are many, we have creative strategies and think about what is kind of trending. So it could be like new me was old me. So you take one hook and say, okay, before that, I know I was super tired Monday morning, da, 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 because I couldn't sleep. And now I'm like super energized. I mean, obviously a bit different, but from a concept perspective. So this would be a creative concept, right? Or yeah, something in this direction. So it doesn't really matter. Usually before it was this talking phase was something that worked really well, where you, as you said, speak into the camera, but has changed a lot. So now it, it doesn't have to be, and sometimes faceless works. Okay, awesome. Well, any final things, maybe a question I didn't ask you that you'd love to share some details about or things that, you're, that are on your mind that I didn't think to ask you about? Yeah, I think probably it's a good question. When do YouTube ads not work or when should you not run YouTube ads? Is something that, okay. that comes up question. a lot. And that's usually, I would say, if you're doing like 5 million or more as a D2C brand, then you're definitely missing out on YouTube if you're not running YouTube ads. And that's also because YouTube is the second largest search engine. So combined mm -hmm. with Google, anyone who searches for your brand, your competitors can run YouTube ads on them. So if someone searches okay. for a brand name and someone then watches yeah. YouTube ads, then they could, YouTube, they could see an ad from your competitor. So they will be taking traffic away from you. I would still suggest that you master one channel first and then before you spread all your resources. But apart from that size, you're really missing out. Apart from that, it's probably too early. Yeah, I would agree with that. That's very smart. Thank you for saying that because I would echo the same sentiment in the way that I do business and the way we teach clients or people to grow is yeah. to obviously establish a brand and a business and a presence yeah. and really start to understand the demographics and avatar, the language and audience conversation of that brand. We focus them on Amazon first if they're brand new and don't understand all the mechanics just yeah. yet and want to find people who want to buy products. It's There's 150 million of them on Amazon. It's a great place to start. Definitely. But once they get that first product, once they get that first thing going, I think Google AdWords should be a definable process once they start to realize they've dialed into the product and they're starting to grow that brand. But low gas on fire, we suggest, is important. We also talk about TikTok ads, but definitely I can see Google YouTube ads being very powerful if they just take relevant keywords from Amazon and apply them to relevant keyword campaigns and targeting YouTube videos yeah. inside of that platform can be very powerful for them. So thank you for coming cool. and sharing that today. Great Appreciate nuggets, it. good information. Obviously, you know your stuff which I am impressed by. So where I'm going to put in the show notes and everything where people can hit you up. Where was it? Where's the best place? Is there something you're going to give people for free or any training or something you want to hand out or what's on your mind? Yeah, I'm, I'm limiting consultation sessions usually, but definitely for everyone who listens can offer a free consultation session. So you, I'm also very active on LinkedIn or on our website. And yeah, happy to connect and see if YouTube ads can work for you. All right, man. So all that stuff will be in the show notes, folks. I encourage you to check it out. If you've got any questions about what you heard today or any clarifications, please drop that on YouTube. We'll answer it. And if necessary, get Christian involved in that to answer those questions for you. Like, share, comment, do all that normal stuff everybody asks you to do. It's boring and stupid, but we need it to be big tech and to make sure people hear today what YouTube strategies like this one can actually do to your business and change your potential trajectory in business. Thanks, everybody, for checking it out. If you liked this, give us a like. If you loved it, leave us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or some Somewhere else. Thanks, guys. Take care. Get this. If you're serious about building an e-commerce business starting on Amazon FBA, what if myself and my team worked with you one-on-one -on -one to execute the steps outlined in the podcast while helping you discover what the heck to sell? 
how to make sure it's profitable and how to successfully launch a brand, plus how to do it under a consulting plus performance-driven model where I put a $10,000 skin in the game guarantee for those that show up and are serious about building a real business done with us. If yes, text keyword profit to plus one four one seven four one three four two zero nine. That's one four one seven four one three four two zero nine. And I will personally respond with a few simple questions. If you're not in the US or Canada, please visit voltagedm.com. That's voltagedm.com. Click get started and book a no pressure discovery call with me or a member of my team to learn more about the business builders one-on-one coaching and mentoring for CEOs, entrepreneurs, and those looking to build an empire or retire using the power of e-commerce. Once again, thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next week for a brand new episode of the High Voltage Business Builders Podcast. 